Hello and welcome. Welcome to Advancing the Mission. This is where we keep you informed and up to date on what's happening in local outreach, global missions, and church multiplication through the lens of County Line Church. I am Outreach Pastor Chris Kazmarek. And I'm Multiplication Pastor Mary Ellen Rail. Awesome. And we are with, with Tawana today. She's a County Liner. She's passionate about evangelism. So we wanted to hear a little bit about uh, a little bit about her story and how she is, how, why she's so passionate about evangelism. So why don't we just start off, just tell us briefly about how you came to know Christ and then how you're using your story to evangelize to others now. Amen. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really, really excited about um, this. Just wanted to give you a little bit of background. Um, in 2007, um, and if I get teary-eyed, it's only tears of joy, I promise you. But in 2007, um, I was in like a homeless situation. Um, I was living at a motel. And um, at that time, I had a $1,000 drug habit. Um, and I was out there really, really bad. And I also had my child with me. And at that point, I was just so tired of everything. I hit rock bottom. I was tired to the point to where I started questioning God. I was at the motel by myself and I was just wondering, why was my life like this? Why was I here? Why am I even breathing? What am I here for? And I had just cried out to the Lord because I was so tired and I was so sick and tired of being tired. And I was like, why? And I'm looking at my son and I'm like, why, Lord, why am I here? Well, the Lord, he answered me. He answered me through all the busyness in my mind, through the depression, through the stress, through everything that was going on with me. Yet I heard this small, still voice out of all of that. And I heard the Lord say to me, he said to Juana, it's not about the why are you still here? but it's about the who are you here for? And when I heard the Lord speak that to me, as plain as day, I automatically felt this heavy burden being lifted from off of me and I felt freedom for the first time hearing his voice. So today I hold on and that's my hope is I'm here for the who. And so when the Lord told me that I'm here for the who, that meant this to me, that I'm not going to be in the same position that I was then, that something's going to happen. There's going to be a change. I'm not going to be the same person. I'm, you know, I'm, I've got to be healed. I'm going to be delivered. I'm going to be set free. I'm going to be made whole to be able to help the who. So my purpose here on earth is I am here for the who. and um, I remember um, the first time when I got born again, maybe after the third or fourth time after I said the Lord's Prayer, but I think in 2007, it really stuck. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I will go to church and every time I will go to church, it was like I was in tears. I was in tears because it wasn't tears of sadness or depression. It was tears of cleansing, of joy, of so much peace. Every time I will get the word, every time I would read the word, there was a change. God was just doing something in me. And it didn't last, it lasts like for a long time. And so as I was reflecting just recently, um, 
I kind of reminded myself of the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And I believe that she's one of the greatest evangelists in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Because after Jesus told her everything about herself, the thing that she did was do this. She ran back to her town and she told the men about a man that knew everything about her. And she brought the people to him. And because of that, Jesus spent time with those people and they believed. Now, when I first got born again and when I got saved for real this time, when there was a change in me this time, I was so excited about Jesus Christ that I wanted everybody to get what I had. I didn't know how to introduce people to Christ. All I knew was to bring a bus full and in the homeless shelter that I end up being in. And we, I brought them all to church. And I didn't even realize that I was even evangelizing then. I didn't know how to lead anyone to Christ, but I know how to lead them to somebody who can, you know, help us. So that's when I guess that's when evangelism started for me is that point on. And God has been just doing something in me and through me ever since. So my mission and my purpose in life is for the who am I here for? And, you know, I'm so compassionate about that. I had even asked the Lord, I, I said, Lord, why was I just crying and in so much tears? And I said, show me scripture. Because when you have that intimate relationship with God, he answers you. And he had showed me a scripture in 2 Corinthians, I think, 17. And it talked about something about having godly sorrow. And that sorrow, it uh, uh, produces repentance and it leads to salvation. So I understood those tears of joy and those tears of peace. And like I said, it was just a cleansing inside. It was a total change. Like I said before, I've said the Lord's Prayer before and nothing really changed until 2007 when my whole life changed. And after I um, got out of the motel, I ended up going to a homeless shelter. And to me, people might've thought that that was like the darkest point of my life. But that's, that's where my light was because I was introduced to Jesus Christ for real. I understood the agape and the unconditional love that God had for me. And then that's where it began in that homely shelter. <laughs> I, I, I love your passion for people. I remember working one of our faith and action projects together and you were like meeting the people car after car after car and coming back and talking about who is in this car and this person has needs. And I love your heart for um, telling people about Jesus. And we know there's different styles between mm -hmm. who you're talking to. I know you work with young people and you, you know, work in service projects. So are there certain methods that, you know, this is a great way to introduce people to Jesus, or this has worked well for me. What kind of um, methods do you use? It, evangelizing comes in many different forms mm -hmm. and all the time, you know, you, sometimes you don't even lead pe people to Christ. You may be a voice to encourage someone. Mm -hmm. You may know that it's something about them that they just need to hear a word or they need a hug or they need a smile. They need to say, Hey, you're beautiful today. And that right there will leave an effect on a person. Um, there's many different styles of evangelizing. Some people, they have car washes. We did that before where we had a free car wash and we had food. Food always brings people in. And we were able to witness. I've, some people leave um, 
things on your door. Um, some people have small groups. Some have bigger groups. But evangelizing to me is encouraging. But one of the things that I really love about evangelizing, what I do, is I love street evangelizing. I love hitting the streets. I love knocking on doors. It's to the point that when my children are with me, I feel like wherever we go, I'm on assignment. So they're so used to me when I just go up and I and I minister to the waitress or I go somewhere else and they was like, that's my mom. That's her. Um, that's what she does. And I, I don't embarrass them no more because I'm on assignment and that's who I am. I'm here for the who. So there's many different forms, but for me, it's just hitting the streets. It's just being out with people. It's just ministering to people. It's being led by the Holy Spirit on who to talk to. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, so let, let's talk a little bit more in depth. So when, if you're on the street, you, you lead somebody to Christ. Now, what's kind of the next step, I guess? So how are, we, how are you helping to disciple those people once, once you lead them to Christ? Well, um, one of the things I do, like I said, I, I, I love being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and I love to be led because I feel that that's more effective than, you know, I have a script. As a matter of fact, I teach a workshop called the Trumpet Call Evangelistic Group. And, um, and small groups will have me to come in and teach these 10 workshops. And basically what I do is I break down um, on what it means to be born again. I break that down. I break down the salvation prayer for it to be understandable because a lot of people just don't understand. And sometimes it's just hard to do it in three to five minutes. As a matter of fact, I never get finished in my conversations in five minutes. I can spend time with you for 20 to 30 to 40 minutes, know your whole family. People will cook me a meal and we will just talk and talk and talk. And I will invite them to these courses, to, to these lessons. So uh, with me, like I said, it's all about being led and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit on who to talk to. But basically, when um, because everybody isn't for everyone. I may be able to lead that person to somebody that is that they need. I feel that once you get born again and once you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. And the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to wherever you need to be. But in that in-between time with me, I like to give out my number. And I take a picture so I can remember the picture, the name. And then we text each other. I have some of um, the women that and men that I've dealt with. We call each other. We communicate. We have a relationship with each other. And um, some of the groups that I have taught, one of the things that when I do teach a group, I always want to make sure that if your church is the word of God, the word of faith, um, God's love, and is there any type of mentorship program, any discipleship programs that you have in your ministry? Because as an evangelist out in the streets, I hear a lot of things. And one of the things that I've heard people say is they don't even want to be in the church because sometimes when they come to the church, they're being judged instead of being loved. So when I put somebody underneath my arm and if they don't come to my church or go come to my ministry, I will go to church with them, you know, to wherever they're led at. I will mentor them all the way through until they just say, hey, leave me alone or <laughs> Um, I have so many testimonies after testimonies, so many miracles after miracles. When you evangelize, I'm telling you, you go from the natural to the supernatural. Because when you're out there, it's about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that is the power of God. And 
I've seen some amazing things and some scary things out on the streets. Yeah. You know, I've seen people get healed. I've seen, um, I've come across witches in, in close by playgrounds, ex-witches. I've experienced a lot. I remember one of my testimonies, I remember I was in the inner city. It was really, really rough in that area. So usually, you know, the rule is, but when the Holy Spirit leads, <laughs> he may change everything. But the rule is usually the, the woman talks to the woman, the guys talk to the guys. And then it was a group of guys ahead of me. And I was hoping that they would have talked to the guys that I had to talk to next. But they skipped over the guys. But you know something? I, I believe this. It was meant for me to minister to those, those young boys. It was meant for those guys to bypass those guys because I think they were able to receive me. We were in the inner city. I, I know that these guys were in gangs and they were drinking and smoking. And But as I was going towards them, I was just praying. I was like, Holy Spirit, please help me. Help me. Holy Spirit, just give me the, the strength. Give me the boldness that I need. And once I stepped up to the um, to their um, house, you know, I had came up to that. I said, I have a very, you know, I, I have a concern. I said, every time I look in the news, we have our black men that are dying each and every day. And my heart goes out to you because the only thing that I can think of is, was he born again? Did he know Jesus? Was he saved? And so it was a group of guys, about 10 of them. And so one of the leaders said, hey, put everything out. They put their cigarettes out. They put their drinks down and whatever else that they were doing. And they allowed for me to minister the love of Christ to them. And at the end, they allowed me to lead them to Christ. And we prayed. And it was amazing. Every one of them said the Lord's Prayer. And one of the things that when I'm ministering to people, I tell them that you got to believe it and receive it with your heart. And you got to confess that Jesus is your Lord and you do it by faith, but you got to believe it. And that's where the real change is going to take place. And I also tell them that, hey, I got you there. Now it's very important for you to get to a church home. It's very important for you to get in a mentorship program. And usually I have something to give to them if they want me to help them or not. You know, I've had um, some, I've had a couple of people that, um, accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal savior. And um, one of them was end up getting murdered. And, um, but I remember when I knocked on his door, he was so desperate that he needed something. He, he just wanted it. I saw it in his, in his spirit that it's like, I need a relief of everything. I, I just need this. Yes. I want to accept Jesus. It didn't take hardly anything to, I didn't even have to go through the five minutes of anything. He just needed this. Well, months later, um, and when we used to evangelize, we also used to send birth certificates to the people that we have encountered. Mm -hmm. But um, so I found out that this young man was murdered. So I'm like, we never gave him his birth certificate. So I found out where the funeral was. And I had asked the Holy Spirit, who do I give this to? And I gave it to the right person that was speaking at the funeral. And I had introduced myself and I said, I just want to let the family know. And the Lord had gave me peace about this. Mm -hmm. that he accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal savior. And here's his birth certificate. And then the pastor, he was like, do you want to go speak? I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk, but let them know that God has given me the peace for this young man and that he's in heaven today. And um, 
The only thing is he just didn't get to experience heaven here on earth. Because right. you can experience heaven here on earth. You know, when we give the Lord's prayer and that Jesus died on the cross, that we can go to heaven, it's so much more than that. So much more. I remember one more testimony and I'm going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, before COVID hit, I had did the trumpet call classes and we went out. And we went out to the mall. And I'm telling you, it was just jam-packed. I was excited. And it was this one young lady, and I, she knew I was coming to her, <laughs> but she said she was afraid. And I said, afraid of what, sweetheart? She said, afraid of accepting Jesus. And then that gave me the opportunity to break it down. Mm -hmm. I said, when you have faith by accepting God as your Lord and personal Savior, you are sealed with promises of God's truth, of his hope, with blessings. You're filled with the fruit of the spirit. You have a free gift of grace, a, a free gift of salvation. There's a fivefold ministry individualized for you. You're suited with a whole armor. You have a whole kingdom living inside of you. And with Jesus, and through Jesus Christ, you're reconnected to God. You're reconnected to God's original plan for your life, which is to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth, to subdue it, to have dominion. I said, you have all that. Not only do you have that, but through Christ, you have the power the, and the authority over sickness and disease and over the enemy. And not only that, you have the comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit that's going to lead and guide you. And not only that, you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the power of God, you know, to where signs and wonders and miracles and, you know, I just went on and on and on. And I said so much more. And not only that, God forgives you of your, your past sins, your present and your future. It's a win-win situation. It's just not heaven. It's even heaven here on earth. And then he does an eternal, internal change in your heart. So I said, so what are you more afraid of that or hell? Or going to hell. And then that gives me a chance to explain. I said, give me a few minutes to explain that. And then I have a script <laughs> yeah. that I use because I, I believe that it's good to have knowledge mm -hmm. while the Holy Spirit is leading you. And I had just told her that God is a spirit. You are a spirit. We have a soul and, and we live in a physical body and that death doesn't end at the graveyard. Your spirit has got to go somewhere. I said, so what are you afraid of? What are you waiting for? And so um, those are the things that we do when we're out there. I'm just so compassionate about souls. I'm compassionate about people. I can't stop remembering when God spoke to me and told me the who. And that's my hope. And that is what I hold on to dearly every time and i'm not perfect i'm not perfect at all but that that's i just love it i love doing it i love your stories of the different kinds of people that you have reached and i'm sure you have more and more and more oh, that yeah. you share with us and we were so thankful to hear some of those stories today yeah. and we're thankful for the impact that you're having mm -hmm. um it just makes it just makes such a difference and i feel makes me feel like i need to do it more yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but i appreciate your passion for it the lives that you're impacting it's just making a huge difference for yeah. the kingdom yeah and thank, thank you too for sharing your story with us um we really appreciate that too because mm -hmm. uh, it's 
And I feel like that's like the whole picture of why uh, it's, it's really the, the why behind why, why you're doing this. So mm-hmm. thank you, uh, Twana, again, just for, for joining us. Uh, and we're just maybe yeah, we we're can very... put some connection information yeah. when we post this so that if people want to get connected to you and talk mm-hmm. to you about the, mm-hmm. the ministry that you're doing or um, how they could be engaged in it, um, is that okay if we connect them to you? I will love it. Okay. <laughs> I will love it. All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, absolutely. We'll make sure to do that. And we'll uh, thanks again for joining us. And thanks to everybody out there that watched. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next Bye. time. <laughs>